Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Chris Terracone. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who is charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin in Long Valley, New Jersey. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting, and in the alternative because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we took a look at the questioning of two fire inspectors who issued citations for fire code violations on the Barrison farm on the eve of the shooting of Lauren Canerac. On today's installment, we look at the testimony of two of the paramedics and one of the physicians who treated Michael Barrison for his injuries in the aftermath of the Canerac shooting. That's all coming up right after the break. 2022 with a Corvette logo on its left side. Blinkus again begins with his customary opening question. Mr. Vitale, where do you currently live? Currently live in Morris County. And, and what do you do for a living? Currently, I'm a firefighter paramedic. Directing your attention uh, back to August 7th, 2019, uh, where were you working? St. Clair's Hospital, EMS. And uh, what training do you have to become an EMS? Uh, I went through EMT school, and then I went through paramedic school um, to become a paramedic where I was working at the time. And how long were you working there prior to uh, August 7, 2019? I would say it was a few years prior, maybe three or four years prior to that date. So, again, your title is or was exactly what back then? Uh, mobile intensive care paramedic. Okay. On August 7th, did you have an occasion to... Uh, Come into contact with my client, Michael Barrison. Yes. And how did that come about? We were called to an address, and we were dispatched there through our dispatch center and responded to that address where he was located. All right. Do you recall what the address is that you sit here today? Um, I don't recall. It's on my patient care report. Okay. I'm going to show you D600, and ask you to take a look at that and see if that refreshes your recollection as to where you went and saw my client, Michael Barrison. 411 West Mill Road in Long Valley. Right, and, and you're referring to, to what? An official uh, document that was made? Uh, yeah, this, this is our patient care report. And, and what's included in this uh, type of report? 
Um, obviously, all the dispatch information, times, and our exam findings. Uh, were you there with someone else from uh, St. Clair's EMS services? Yes, we ride two paramedics in New Jersey, so my partner, Kimberly, helped us with me. All right. Then at some point in time, did you uh, come into contact with Michael Barrison? Yes. Did you uh, assess and treat him? Yes. In assessing him, did you attempt to determine what happened? We did attempt and, that, yeah. And what was he able to tell you about the incident? Judge, can we be heard at sidebar? Yes. Judge Taylor hears Prosecutor Shellhorn's objection, and after a brief sidebar conversation, Edward Belinkus poses a similar question to the witness. In treating Michael Barrison, did you ask him what happened? We did. And what was his response? His response was that someone was there to take his kids, and he couldn't remember really much of anything. Did he give you any information as to the actual event? No. Now, did you make note of his uh, present mental status? We did. And what was your observations of Barrisone uh, while you were treating him? Confused. Did you receive information from anyone else at the scene that you used as far as any uh, treatment that you did? I don't really understand the question. No. Okay, let me try to rephrase it. I'm not sure I do either. Did you see any injuries on Michael Barrison? We did, yes. Did you see get information from anyone other than Michael Barrison as to what may have caused those injuries? We did, yes. And what was that? The police department. I'm going to object to the form of the questions here, sir. Or it calls for a hearsay response. Are those either statements from others, not from... There's statements with regards to specific injuries, Judge, that he used to determine what? what medical attention was necessary. Is that why... Did you ask others the question about what happened, or did they volunteer the information to you? They volunteered as we arrived on scene. All right. And who specifically did you speak to, do you recall? Uh, a patrolman. I don't remember his name. Right. It is reflected in my uh, patient care report. He was the one that transported with us. And he gave you information, and what was the reason? Did you need that information? Uh, it's pretty typical when the paramedics arrive on scene that the agency that's currently there gives us an update as to what's going on so we kind of know what to do and who to approach who might need our services, who does not. All right. So at that point in time, when you heard the statement, you didn't know who might need your services? Oh, no, because we were just arriving on scene. All right. All right. So uh, let me see that sidebar, please. After another brief conference, Judge Taylor instructs Edward Belinkus how to proceed. Uh, just rephrase the question, Mr. Belinkus, in accordance with the court's ruling, please. Mr. Vitale, did you receive information that Michael Barrison had suffered dog bites at the scene? Yes. Now, did you observe various injuries to Michael Barrison's body? Yes. At that moment, Judge Taylor calls for a late afternoon break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When Judge Stephen Taylor brings the court back into session, defense attorney Edward Belinkus shows the witness, paramedic Don Vitale, a series of numbered photographs. First, 852. Does that photograph accurately depict the injuries to Michael Barrison's face area? Yes. 855. Does that photograph accurately depict the injuries to the left side of Michael Barrison's face? Yes. 864, does this accurately depict the injuries to the right side of his face? Yes. 866, does that accurately reflect the injuries to the his left side? Yes, it does. And when you were examining him, he didn't have a shirt on, correct? I don't believe he had a shirt on, no. And 856, does that accurately depict uh, his left arm and the injury that he suffered. You can't really see much there since it's bandaged up, but uh, he did have injuries to his left arm, so I would assume that's probably. Okay. Now, with regards to the, his injuries, did you document your initial physical findings? Yes, on the patient care report. And with regards to the head area, what were your findings? Can I refer back to the If report? you needed to read yeah. the question correctly. <laughs> Has that document been marked, Mr. Belinkus? Yes, Judge. Can you just, for the record, in mind? 600-5. Thank you. 600-5 is what the witness is referring to. Judge, I don't have an objection to the witness referring to that as long as the record's clear about whether he's testifying from his memory or from what was documented. Right. In the Understood. I, I think he's refreshing his recollection now. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Okay. So what were your observations and your physical findings regarding head area? Abrasions, hematomas. What's a hematoma? It's a bruising to the face. It's and, a bruise. And a laceration? Yeah, he had lacerations that were also on his face on all sides, too. How about his, uh, the face? What What did you observe on his face? Uh, those injuries that I just mentioned were on all sides of his face. His face and the left side of his head, as far and the right side of his head as well. Did, did you notice any injuries to both of his ears? Not specifically. Do those photographs that you've reviewed refresh your recollection with regards to injuries of the ears? Yes, it looks consistent. How about the general back area? What did you observe there? And you can refresh your report if you need to. Yeah, I'll have to just look again because... Uh... Go ahead. Again, for the record, he's referring to his official report. With regards to his back area, what did you note? On here, I noted that his back examination appeared to be normal. Uh, there, were, there were some abrasions, otherwise normal. How about the left arm, upper arm? The left upper arm, if I could just refresh my memory here. Looks like his left upper arm did have abrasions still, uh, punctures. Was there any blood that you noticed? It's not on here, but I remember that there was just dry blood on there from the abrasions and puncture wounds. Right. How about the uh, right upper arm? Uh, still uh, abrasions on here. Right upper abrasions, yeah, abrasions, some controlled bleeding. Okay. Uh, what did you notice about his left forearm? Um, his left forearm, uh, I do remember it was kind of weak. He was in handcuffs, but it seemed like that arm was like weak, difficult for him to move compared to the other upper extremity. And did you notice any deformities in that arm? 
I don't specifically remember a deformity to it, but he was also in handcuffs, so his arm was already a little in an awkward position. Did you make any reference in your report with regards to the left forearm findings? Uh, yeah, with uh, the motor function being abnormal slash weakness. To me, that was his, him moving that left arm seemed decreased. Did you notice any puncture wounds on the left arm? Yes, we did have that side of his body had puncture wounds, yep. How about his left upper leg area? His left upper leg area was bandaged prior to my arrival, so I couldn't do much of an exam on it. And, and did you receive information with regards to uh, uh, who bandaged it and for what? I will object to for what, Judge, for the reasons stated. Overruled. I'll allow it. As far as who bandaged it, I don't remember who bandaged the, the injury. And what was it bandaged for? Um, on this, yeah, the for the, the dog bite. Did you find any other puncture wounds on his body? Left upper extremity, uh, left shoulder, I believe. How about his right eye? The right eye findings uh, saying that there was a laceration there, which was consistent with the rest of the head assessment that we did prior. And, and what did you note, based on your observations, was his uh, a mental status? Confused, altered mental status. And, and did you put that in your official report? Yes. With Judge Taylor's permission, Edward Blinka's hands to the jurors all the photographs that Mr. Vitale testified about and then indicates he has no further questions for the witness. The judge then invites the prosecution to question the witness. Mr. Shalhorn, cross-examination. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Mr. Vitale, you traveled in the ambulance with the defendant and another partner? Yes. What was her name? Kimberly Held. And did... Patrol Officer Hensley ride in the ambulance with you. Yes. Now, you indicated that Mr. Barrison was alert and conscious during the transport? Yes. He was alert to person? Person and place. And place. And you didn't note any neurological deficits? No, other than his confusion. His speech was normal? Yes. And you indicated that he made some statements during the course of the transport? Yes. He indicated someone drove down my driveway and said she was going to take my kids. Yes. Did he also state can he read the entire passage? Left something out. Was there something left out, Mr. Shellhorn? There are other comments in there, Judge. I just want to focus on that part of it. He left out. Hold on. Don't say well, let me see that sidebar. After another brief sidebar conference, Shellhorn reads from Mr. Vitale's report regarding what he heard the defendant say. Does that indicate, in quotation marks, someone drove down my driveway and said she was going to take my kids? That's all I remember. Yes. Was that put in quotation marks because it was a direct quote? It was. Did the defendant also report that his heart was hurting, but not physically? That was also quoted, yes. Meaning that it was putting quotes into the report because that was the exact words that he used? Correct. Thank you, Mr. Vitale. No further questions, Judge. All right. You may step down, sir. Thank Thanks. you. Edward Belinkus calls as his next witness, Kimberly Helb. Miss Helb's sandy brown hair is pulled back and a ponytail hangs over her open collared shirt, which is black with a white floral pattern. Belinkus launches directly into questions about the day of the Canarac shooting and its aftermath. Ms. Helb, directing your attention to uh, August 7, 2019, uh, where were you employed? St. Clair Shells. In what capacity? A paramedic. And what training, if any, did you have as a paramedic to obtain that position? I received an associate's degree in paramedicine science at Bergen Community College. And how long had you been working for St. Clair's uh, up to that point? 
a little short of two years. I'm going to direct your attention to August 7th, 2019. Did you have an occasion to respond to uh, 411 West Mill Road? Yes. And, and why did you respond there? We were dispatched by our communications. And upon arrival, uh, at any point in time, did you have an opportunity to see my client, Michael Barrison? Yes. And uh, did you treat him? My partner treated him. And were you there observing? Correct. And uh, can you tell me what his uh, mental status was when you were treating him? Upon our assessment, he was altered and confused. In, in doing your assessment, did you ask him specific questions as to what he what had happened on that day? Yes. And what did he indicate to you in response to those questions? May I refer to my Please. report? The judge allows Ms. Helb to peruse her report. After she does so, Edward Belinkus repeats his question. What, if anything, do you recall Michael Barrisone saying when you asked him what had happened on that day? So, per the report, it said someone drove down my driveway and said she was going to take my kids. That's all I remember, end quote. Was he able to describe or tell you any events that occurred on that day when asked? Nothing else. Did he say anything about his heart? Yes, there's a quote stating, my heart hurts, but not physically, end quote. Did you have an opportunity to observe the injuries uh, on Michael Barrisone? Correct. There's a, a detailed reportings of his injuries on the report. Can I show you the... 856. Did he have an injury of his uh, left arm that you observed? It was reported here that to his left upper arm findings, Peter reported left forearm has deformity, ice pack and splint was applied prior to ALS arrival, multiple abrasions and puncture wounds to the left arm. How about his left uh, side, his torso area? Irrespective of what's in your, in your report, did you observe uh, these injuries to his left side at any point in time while you were treating him? Not to my reflection. How about uh, D? 864. Did you observe injuries? Head findings were multiple hematomas on both sides of his head. And does that photograph accurately depict uh, those injuries? Yes. How about 855? Bruising. On the side of his face. Bruising noted on the side of base of left ear with blood. And how about 852? The injuries uh, on his face. Correct. Bruising noted. Now, at some point in time, uh, uh, did you have an impression slash diagnosis based on your treatment? As paramedics, we do not diagnose, we treat what we see, and okay. we were assessing for the altered mental status. Okay, and what was your impression? He remained altered, although we ruled out hypoglycemia via glucometer. I have nothing for you. Judge Taylor invites Prosecutor Shellhorn to question the witness. Cross-examination. Ms. Hill, you don't know specifically when the defendant said someone drove down my driveway and said she was going to take my kids, that's all I remember. You don't know if that's true? No. You don't know if he did remember or didn't remember? That's what we were told. No further questions, Judge. Thank you. Judge Taylor excuses Ms. Helb and Edward Belenkis calls one last witness for the day. Defense calls Dr. Joseph A. Haney. Dr. Joseph Haney has thick, dark hair with a full mustache and beard. He wears black-rimmed glasses with an open-collared blue shirt and a brown leather jacket. Edward Belinkus begins by asking Dr. Haney, Where are you employed? Currently, I'm employed at New York Presbyterian Brooklyn Methodist Hospital. Directing your attention back to August of 2019, where were you employed? At Morristown Medical Center. In what capacity? I was an emergency physician in training, resident physician, um, on the trauma service 
I think. Can you give the jury a little bit of your background with regards to your training? So I actually just completed training within the last year, three-year residency in emergency medicine. You know, before that was in medical school, graduated school in 2018, graduated residency in 2021. Where did you go to school? New York Medical College, Valhalla, New York. All right. Directing your attention to August 7, 2019, did... Uh, you have an opportunity to treat Michael Barrison. Mm -hmm. I did. And, and that was at Morristown Medical Center? Correct. Did you do an assessment for your evaluation? Yes. What, what physical observations did you make of any injuries to Michael Barrison? So right off the bat, we noted that I believe his left elbow was deformed. You could see that pretty clearly as he came in. As we did sort of our head-to-toe assessment and speaking to him, I noticed there was the possibility of blood behind his left eardrum. It was it was unclear. It had that appearance, uh, which worried us for a potential head injury. Otherwise, as noted in the chart, um, in terms of physical injuries, I don't recall much else. Belinkus begins to show Dr. Haney evidentiary photos of the injuries to the defendant. Does that accurately depict the injuries that you saw on Michael Barrison's face? Yes, that, that seems correct. How about 8.55, does that also accurately depict the injuries? Yes. And is that left ear the one you're referring to? Yes. 8.64? Seems correct. These are injuries to his left side. Did you notice any injuries to the left side of his body? If not, if otherwise, as I stated, as noted in the chart, um, I don't recall off the top of my head. Okay. How, how about 856? Is is that the left arm that you referred to as being deformed when you first observed him? Yes. What was done to that left arm? So initially, we established that he had good blood flow um, past the injury of the elbow, a good pulse. Uh, we were still concerned for a significant injury, possibly to other uh, structures like nerves. We attempted to, we, we obtained an x-ray and determined it was dislocated, after which we attempted to reduce the dislocation. We did administer a sedative medication to do that. We're initially not successful and out of concern for the potential head injury and other injuries and the fact that the arm still had circulation, we elected to bring him to a CT scan to further assess for other injuries. And eventually, once we were able to establish everything with the CT scan, we're able to relocate the arm with help of our orthopedic colleagues. Right. Now, uh, did you make note of his uh, mental status? Yes. And what was that? Well, when he came in, he was responsive. He was answering my questions to a degree and obeying simple commands. One of the important things we assess for things like squeeze my hand, look over here, doing simple things like that. I did ask if he remembered, you know, what had happened uh, prior to arrival, and he told me he didn't remember. And that was, that's what I recall. Was he in an altered mental state at any point? I'd say yes, uh, that's, a bit, that's a broad term. At the time we were considering that, that he was, or uh, whether there, there was a physical or a psychological component or both, but yes, uh, overall. Nothing but. Judge Taylor invites the prosecution to question the witness. Cross-examination. Prosecutor Shellhorn presents to the witness a copy of his chart regarding his treatment of Michael Barrison. Just directing your attention right here to uh, the, oh, here. the question about the no acute intracranial hemorrhage or significant mass effect. Can you explain what that means to the jury? Right. So that was, as I stated, we performed CT scans 
of his brain and, and other areas. That's referring to the scan of the brain. One of the things, the first thing we look for is bleeding within the skull, either around the brain, within the brain. And the read from the radiologist states there's no bleeding for intracranial hemorrhage. There's no bleeding within the brain or around the brain, within the skull, or other incidental finding as such the tumor, which would cause a mass effect. So there's nothing uh, grossly abnormal about within the skull. Thank you very much, doctor. No further questions, Chef. And with that, day six of the trial of Michael Barrisone comes to a close, and we conclude this episode of Jury Duty. Join us on our next installment as we look at the testimonies of several more medical professionals who treated Michael Barrisone for his injuries in the aftermath of the Canarac shooting. If you'd like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created and produced by Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by yours truly, Chris Terracon. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and the trial audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us. We hope you'll come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison.